We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet online, the fastest, easiest, and safest way to bet on all things sports. With March Madness, the Masters, and Major League Opening Day right around the corner, Bet Online has all the latest news, scores, and odds to help you win big. Hopefully, you guys didn't put money on the uh, Thunder covering against the Bulls because that was a close one. However, um, if you put money on the Bulls to cover, you're probably in good shape. The best part. You'll receive 50% welcome, uh, a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your literal free money for your first deposit. Plus, signing up is a great way to support the, the podcast you're listening to in your ears right now, The Uncontested. And again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast post-game edition, where the Thunder have just broke a franchise record winning 10 road games in a row. Nine. Nine no, road <laughs> games in a row? But they have still. The Chicago Bulls 124-122 to in a highly entertaining game. Uh, this is Jacob, and I've got Taylor along with me tonight. Taylor, what's going on, man? What a game. I mean, I was pretty pumped up in the first half. I'm thinking... Um, you know, these guys are in control. Might be a good night to uh, to rest some guys in the second half and get them a little rest for a couple big games at the, at the end of this week. Yeah, you tweeted as much. And then I kind of jinx us. <laughs> <laughs> but everything's fine. Uh, business hey. as usual. Yeah, win's a win. Win's you got to get win. those type of wins in the league, man. Good teams so, cover. Yeah, so Kamiar originally was going to be with you guys tonight. He is out with the flu, unfortunately. 
not feeling so hot. So hopefully Calmier gets to feeling better. He wasn't uh, feeling Nick, up for a, uh, a Jordan flu game, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Nick just uh, just posted in the Slack. Nick's not feeling good either. So, oh boy, I didn't yeah. see that. Justin just got back in town and is trying to be a dad. I was grading papers all night, and then Taylor was was the only uh, was the only yes. yeah the only available one. But I finished grading, so I said, you know what, Taylor, let's do a podcast together. So before we go any farther, though, we want to let you guys know we are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Tons of great NBA, NFL, really any sports pods. I think we're up to over 90 podcasts on the Blue Wire Network now. And some really exciting uh, news to drop today. Yeah, uh, Blue Wire's making a lot of freaking money, which means we're going to make more money, which, hell yes. <laughs> right? So, no so pretty awesome we're, stuff. We're going to put it all, if you guys listen to our, um, our podcast, our, our group podcast this past Sunday, or I guess Monday's when it dropped, but we'll be putting all that on the Thunders over on betonline.ag, our sponsor. Going to make all of our money back. Plus that so. 50% bonus. <laughs> That's right. Cash <laughs> me out. Uh, I love it. So proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. You can find Blue Wire at bluewirepods.com. Uh, they're also on Twitter at bluewirepods. Go find another cool basketball podcast to listen to because we've got tons of them. we got tons of them, so go check them out. Uh, really excited to be a part of Blue Wire and sponsored by Bet Online, as you heard from Taylor at the top of this podcast. Let's get into this one, Taylor. One twenty-four to one twenty-two, Thunder win on the road up in Chicago. They sweep the season series with the Bulls. We're gonna give Arrow. you guys a a quick game summary. We're gonna talk about some of the major Thunder themes from this game. We're gonna take your Twitter questions, and then we're gonna give you a play of the game before we get out of here. So, Taylor, tell us about that first quarter. So, Jacob, the first quarter was essentially, um, it was almost like the epitome, and I pronounce this differently than you do, I've noticed, uh, in some of your podcasts. What it, do you, how do you pronounce it? Say it one more time. I say epitome. Oh, yeah, that's how I say it. The ep- oh, really? Epitome? I, thought yeah. you, I thought you said like a, okay, never mind, sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, whenever, whenever, like, I say epitome, yes. like, if it's the epitome of something, but the epitome, right, it, epitome oh, is like okay. the, a different version of the same word teacher jacob over here there we go i I don't (laughs) teach english though all right (laughs) okay you know that makes sense um but anyways basically the first quarter kind of uh embodied the entire uh game as a whole because the thunder started off hot and when i say the thunder i mean uh danilo galinori himself didn't he have like 19 in the first quarter Five of Nin- five from three with seventeen points in the six and in, in six minutes. That's he ended stupid. up with nineteen in the first quarter. He only had twenty one in the first half, and we'll get into the second quarter here in a little bit. Um, but he only scored two in the second quarter. But yeah, he ended up with nineteen in the first quarter. Just absolutely absurd. Um, the Thunder had twenty nine points with two forty nine left in the in the first quarter. Essentially, just kind of uh, continuing what they started with the uh, from the Spurs game on Sunday that we talked about in our our post game recap back on Sunday. They continued to play hot. They were on fire. Shea was being aggressive. He obviously didn't have a whole lot of points just because Gallo was scoring so much. But I thought he really did a great job creating. He's driving to the hole. Had some really good finishes around the rim. Um, Chris Paul was kind of quiet, but was doing some of the smaller things that he's known to do, such as you know um, some great passes off, some pick and rolls, um, making the right pass and moving the ball. There's just a lot to be excited about in that first quarter. And then towards the end of the first quarter, Gallo sits. Um, CP3 was still in, but you bring in Schroeder. 
I think it was Nader, um, Terrence Ferguson, who we will get into because he was he ended up being pretty solid in the first half. Um, Nerlens, and then there's somebody else at the four. The Thunder lead drops to five after being up double digits. It was uh, not a great way to end the first quarter after being scorching hot. Like I said, the end of first end of that first quarter, Gallo ends up with 19 points, three rebounds. Uh, Steven had three points and three re- rebounds, but he was super active from the very beginning, which is awesome and something that I think we'll get into later on in the podcast. Um, you have Shea, like I said, he had five points in that first quarter and two rebounds. He was just super assertive, something I really like to see. And then um, from there, we'll get into the second quarter, and you'll kind of see the, uh, the I think, the, the bench unit come in. And when the Bulls tried to punch back, our bench unit came in, kind of took control, and extended that lead yet again. And heading into halftime, we were feeling pretty good. So, Jacob, do you want to jump to that second quarter? And uh, Yeah, this, the second quarter was really a, a kind of a – it wasn't a mirror of the first quarter, but when you take a step back and look at both of them completely, uh, Thunder scored 36 points in each the first quarter and the second quarter and hold the Bulls to 28 and 27, right? Thanks. So the fir- the second quarter is almost score-wise an exact mirror of the first quarter. The Thunder, like you said, at the end of the first quarter, kind of lost their footing. Seems like they took their foot off the gas a little bit. The Bulls started to punch back. Thunder readjusted and came back out and, and just played – you know, it it wasn't like an ass kicking. It wasn't like an overwhelming. They just played smart, methodical basketball, and really just just put it to the Bulls over and over and over again. And like you mentioned, we're going to talk about him with one of our themes. But Terrence Ferguson was a huge part of that. He had, I think, eleven points in that quarter. Right. You know, he he just he start he realized oh my god i can shoot a basketball i'm allowed to take this round thing and throw it at the other round thing that's higher up in the air (laughs) and then he did a pretty damn good job when he tried it but the crazy thing was is that he didn't even start it it, that's not how he even started it was he drove to the hoop yeah got fouled and nervous anxious right exactly instead of getting anxious nervous he didn't try and throw up in the air to his nearest teammate um whether there was a defender on him or not he was aggressive he was assertive he was confident, which I think is the biggest thing. And like you said, he got fouled. Um, he was able to hit both free throws. And he almost immediately hit two consecutive three-pointers after. And yeah. unfortunately, it's, this would the, be his the, only it, points of the half. But, yeah. Yeah, the, the floodgates open for him. So the Thunder kind of punch back. The, the starters come back in. They close the half really, really well. And they go into the break up by, I think, 20-plus. Right? Or if it's not 20-plus, yep. it's right It's right there. It's like 18, 19 points going in the halftime. And, and they're looking good. And then they come out. Taylor, you want to talk about the third quarter? So, yeah, the third quarter was uh, pretty I don't ugly. want to talk about the third quarter. You can talk about it. I'm not Very talking ugly. about it. So, uh, Terrence Ferguson had 11 points in the first half, like you mentioned. Uh, this is per our own Nick Crane. Prior to tonight, he had only scored 66 total points since December 16th. And then Eric Horn had another great tweet about that. Um, lots of props from teammates for T-Ferg as he returned to the bench. Ferguson, uh, who struggled with offense, 11 points in the second quarter. He even got to the free throw line. That actually wasn't what I was looking for there. Uh, <laughs> but regardless, <laughs> um, it, it was really cool to see Ferg be aggressive. But, yes, then the third quarter happens, and the Thunder just kind of came out, um, I guess, lackadaisical, lackadaisical maybe um, an appropriate term, and just not nearly as assertive as they were in the first half. They were not making to outside shots. To me, it shots. felt like they came out. We've got a big lead. They're gonna they're gonna lay down and roll over, and we're just gonna get out of here. Right, exactly. All right, and here's a great stat from our very own OKC tracker, Justin. Uh, the Bulls were one in twenty one against teams over five hundred heading into tonight, 
And so, um, oh god, that's awful. So bad. So if the Thunder would have lost this, that would have been a uh, a pretty tough loss, especially considering their first half lead. But yeah, so they I think they I have this stat somewhere, but I, I think they got outscored like thirty five to the teens in the third quarter. And it just it was a lot of Zach Levine, a lot of Kobe White, who had his third consecutive game of scoring thirty three or more points. First two games he scored thirty three, and tonight he had even more than that. And then you have Zach Levine, obviously, who just exploded. I think he had nineteen in the third quarter. Uh, meanwhile, the Thunder were not able to hit basically anything. Uh, the only things they were able to hit were Chris Paul um, mid range shots that had been working for him all season that basically kept this team alive. And by the end of the third quarter, the Thunder are actually losing. Um, their their twenty ish point lead had evaporated. It was kind of crazy because yeah. I actually tweeted out uh, on, on our account before um, or during the second or during halftime that this was a really good opportunity with a back-to-back coming up on Thursday and Friday. Um, on Thursday, they play the Sacramento Kings uh, back at home, and then Friday, they have to fly to Milwaukee to play, obviously, the, the Bucks who are the best team in the East right now. It would have been really nice to maintain that lead throughout the third quarter and let some of these guys like Chris Paul and uh, Stephen Adams, and we'll get into Stephen a little in a little bit. But uh, Shooter actually had a quote that kind of um, confirmed what us Thunder fans have been thinking heading into the All Star break about Stephen being banged up, right? So Stephen, CP3, Gallo, maybe even Shooter for that matter. Some of these guys allowing them to be able to to rest. I was really excited about that, but unfortunately, like I said, Levine, Kobe White, both got hot in the third quarter and didn't really allow the Thunder to rest anybody. Yeah, the Thunder get literally doubled up in the third quarter, 19-38. to 38. Fourth Crazy. quarter starts, and Chicago's crowd's into it. The Bulls were playing tenacious defense. Your boy Shaq Harrison was getting all Some up into everybody. Yep. Yeah. Um, Thunder were, it seemed like they were forcing, right? And it wasn't looking good. They settled down. They get a few easy buckets. They, they, they stopped forcing so much. Then we get start getting the back and forth and the back and forth and the back and forth. And it started to look like a game coming down the stretch with about five minutes to go on who's going to have the ball last is going to win, right? Because it was just constantly, uh, they were besting each other. They were they were just playing flawless offense um, compared Kobe to really Zach good defense. Seem to be hitting everything. Yeah, um, Levine and Kobe White are just going off. Shea started getting to the line a lot. Shea right. took 12 free throws tonight, which is really impressive. You know, really forced Love his that. way to the free throw line. Love that. And so this back and forth, this back and forth, until the end of the fourth quarter, about the last two or three minutes, when the Thunder got some clutch buckets, made some free throws, missed some free throws, including Chris Paul missing a clutch free throw, which was unexpected. But especially some clutch defense uh, helps them close it out. And Zach Levine pulls up uh, an off-balance, non-squared up, throwing it you know, kind of off the side of his body, three-pointer, to try to win the game there at the end. And comes nowhere close to the rim, and the Thunder end up sneaking away with a 124-122 victory. It seemed like the Bulls had no interest in trying to get it to overtime. They were going for the win, regardless. Rightfully so, like, I mean, like that stat that I threw out that our very own Justin tweeted out. Um, you know, why not against a team yeah. like the Thunder? Like you, exactly. You like what, what are they playing for? Right? Exactly. They're not playing for the playoffs. They're 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 playing for. And they draft were motivated position. when you when you saw uh, Zach Levine. And Kobe White exploded in that third quarter. It wasn't just them. It was all those guys on the court from that point forward. 
you saw them just hustling on the, the defense. Yeah, they, they inspired the rest of their yeah, team. Right. They, they give them confidence, for you sure. You mentioned my, my good friend Shaq Harrison, who I graduated with at TU, um, a good friend of mine who I've been able to keep, keep a little bit in, in contact with, but also some of the, just some of the other players um, that were able to get steals and deflections and for all over guys like Schroeder and um, even CP3 in the third, guys who usually are able to go at Gallo, who was red hot in that first quarter. I mean, they, they locked down on defense. And they were motivated. Um, I think that says a lot about this team, Jacob, just their resilience and, you know, good teams win the games that they're supposed to, which is something we haven't seen as Thunder fans the past couple of seasons. And uh, this team was able to do that tonight against a team that was resilient at home, was motivated to win this game, and the Thunder were still able to pull it off for their ninth straight road win. Definitely. So, Taylor, let's go over. Me and you came up with five themes for this game, five big talking points. So let's go over those. Then we're going to take your guys' Twitter questions that you've submitted, which thank you so much for those. We're going to do a play of the game and then get you guys out of here. We don't want to keep this pod too long since we know that you guys, uh, it's just a post-game pod, right? So we want to go for about 30 minutes here. First theme of the game, Taylor, the Thunder's three-point shooting. We got to talk about it. The Thunder end up shooting 47% from the field tonight, 14 of 30 from three-point line. Uh, I have some individual stats here from three. Gallo goes five of ten. Um, Shea goes two of five. Nader, two of two. Ferg, three of five. And Schroeder, two of four. Some surprising numbers in there. Very big time. Uh, Actually, mentioning Gallo, he actually tied a uh, franchise um, record of most threes made in a quarter in that first quarter of five made threes, which surprisingly I, enough tied Schroeder last season. Oh, wow. Super that is surprising. surprising. I didn't realize yeah. that until the Thunder um, tweeted that out. Gallo scores five threes in the first quarter and then didn't make another three the rest of the game. That's pretty crazy. And he still ended up 50%, which shows you how absurd he shot in that first yep. quarter. Uh, it um, felt like Shea didn't shoot the three well, but he went to a five 40%. Including making one that was just a nasty step back over He's Levine. So good over Levine, Levine, Levine. You've got me saying Levine now. Yeah. Over Levine, <laughs> Levine. there uh, early in the fourth with about eight minutes to go. Shea just as as cool as the other side of the pillow just steps back and, and pulls that three and buries it right over him. Uh, great looking shot. Nader didn't force him. Shot some good ones. And then uh, obviously the, the surprise, and we'll get more into him in a second. Uh, Terrence Ferguson, three of five. Yeah, yeah. Terrence Ferguson maybe hasn't made three threes since Christmas time. Oh, he, he hasn't. Uh, I think I was going to see. I was trying to find, uh, pull that stat up, but he hasn't made. Okay, um, prior to tonight, Ferg had only scored sixty six total points since December sixteenth. He had eleven tonight in the first half, that's and insane. then didn't score again. Yeah, that's wild. He's using um, his here, confidence. Pull, I mean, it, I'm pulling it's his really game sad. logs up real quick to look. Uh, three pointers made. He had one on the day before Valentine's Day, the 13th. Right. He had, the next time he made a three, he had two on January 13th. Yep. And, and here's a sat from Eric Horn of the athletic, uh, T Ferg with five points. That's his most since January 13th, that date. Uh, nine games since then. That's wild. So that was a that huge first half for his confidence. And what I love so much about that, I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but um, 
it didn't start with him just firing away from the three-point line or throwing something up because he was timid and didn't have confidence. It, it was because he was confident in his drive. He went up strong. He got fouled, hit both free throws, and almost immediately after scorched uh, two straight three-point shots. And yep. uh, I just I hope to see that from him moving forward. Well, well, let's just move on to our second theme, which is Terrence Ferguson is alive. Yeah. He's alive. He actually did things. You know, he made some some passes tonight where I thought he had a shot and he passed it up. But he also also made some smart passes. He had one play where he caught the ball in the corner and attacked a closeout off the dribble. And I thought he maybe could have got to the rim, but instead he kicked it to the top of the key to a wide-open Chris Paul who pulled a wide-open three-point shot and missed it. But it's it was the right basketball play. There's a difference between making a right basketball play and In then being passive. Play. Exactly. Right? To me, tonight he wasn't as passive. There was still a little bit of passiveness there, but he seemed more aggressive. And so I wonder what kind of conversations are going on behind the scenes, who's talking to him, how they're working with him to try to get him to be more aggressive, because I definitely saw that from him tonight. I'm with you. But again, like I, for Ferguson, he's such a mental player. I, I do not mean that in a negative way at all. Um, you know, that's, that's a very common, but just for him to drive to the rim and be assertive like he did to start the game off when he first got in uh, towards the end of that first quarter and hit both of those free throws, that's just about all he needed. And that translated on the defensive end. I talked about this last season on our, on our post-game podcast and our group podcast, but he feeds off uh, off both ends of the ball, right? His his defensive game increased dramatically. Um, he maybe, he or not, not maybe, he was better on uh, – Levine than than Dort was in my opinion because um, especially in that first half just because of how he was playing on the offensive end and so that kind of translates and feeds into his defensive end um, and that's so huge for Ferguson I just I hope he can continue to be assertive and aggressive on both ends of the ball because that that helps his team kind of elevate to a whole new level definitely couldn't agree more good to see Ferguson play like that the question is can it become consistent right can he can he replicate it? Even if he doesn't make the threes, can he replicate the aggression? Can he replicate uh, the smart basketball, the good defense, while still being a factor offensively? Because if not, I'm not sure if, if it warrants minutes, even if yeah. he shows that promise. Especially exactly. at this you point know, of the season. You showed it tonight, but now prove that you can keep doing it. Exactly. And I'm sure that's what the coaching staff is telling him right now. Hey, you played a hell of a game tonight. Do it again. Go do it again against the Kings. Because Dort's doing it again. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right. But seriously, though. Definitely. No, I'm 100% with you. Go do it again. Go do it again. Uh, Taylor, third theme. Speaking of a guy who's doing it again and again and again. No shit, right? Steven Adams has just been an absolute animal since the All-Star break. is a best Steven. Yep. Yeah. Since the All-Star break. Against the Denver Nuggets, Steve went for 19 points. 17 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 steals, 2 blocks. Against the San Antonio Spurs, Steve had 21 points, 14 rebounds, and a steal. And then tonight, against the Bulls, Adams, 16 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, 3 blocks. Just incredible. What are you noticing from Steve since the All-Star break? Because it's there's a very clear uptick in energy uh, a very clear uptick in aggressiveness and a very clear uptick in his stats. Well, I'll tell you exactly what I've noticed, Jacob. Um, and I think I have cracked the code on Steven Adams. Are you ready? I'm ready. He has been ch- – so first of all, if you have not yet, 
And if you guys are a subscriber to The Athletic, go and read Fred Katz's story about Steven wearing the same pair of shoes for as long as he could. Essentially, these Adidas that he would wear because he felt that they felt best on his foot. They fit the width of his of his large feet. Um, for basketball shoes, he wore these shoes over and over and over again until they were like tearing at the seams. Okay, but since the All-Star break, and I think it was like a couple games before when we started noticing this. He started wearing some new Adidas, Jacob. Some James Hardens he has sprinkled in there. Tonight he had a different color. And so what I am noticing is he has a variety of shoes going on right now. And these new shoes each game, they seem to be seem to be good for Steven. So They're doing he, something. He needs to keep keep with the fresh shoes. And it'll result in a fresh, healthy Steven. God, I love Steven Adams against as against San Antonio in those orange jerseys. Steven was wearing some black Adidas shoes with yep. some white socks and an orange jersey. And I was like, man. Just OG. On a <laughs> team with so many guys with drip, Steven Adams just sometimes misses the mark, man. <laughs> like he, he was straight up dressed like how my dad would go if I'd ask him <laughs> to go play pickup. And then just bodies you on, on both ends <laughs> yeah. of the floor. Just will yeah. absolutely work you. Um, but no, Steven's been awesome. And uh, it, didn't you say he had a quote tonight about his health? Well, so it was actually Schroeder um, posting. Okay. And I, I tweeted this out on our account so you guys can go and, and see my, my uh, I guess, whatever you want to call it, janky um, video from my phone off my TV screen <laughs> of Dennis Schroeder. Other people are ripping like the actual stream and, and posting and all over here videos. Using and... like my, my iPhone X on my, my TV screen. <laughs> Oh wow, iPhone X, all right, flex on us. Flex a little Go bit, ahead. okay. I'm not that much of a of a peasant, you know. Okay, <laughs> uh, one of these days I will learn to actually. Taylor's ta- over here talking shit, flexing on a public education teacher. So <laughs> thank you, thank you, Taylor. One of these days I will I'm learn gonna to go actually... work my second job now. <laughs> yeah, my second job is this podcast, by the way. <laughs> please it's not pay me. It's not paying me too well. Support the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, no, please no, no. go buy a, a Lutang clan shirt yeah, for your local right. education teacher. Oklahoma education. We'll add that to the the t shirt. There you um, go. And no, in all seriousness, um, I will learn Hashtag one of these Oklahoma days. Ed. Yeah, Oklahoma Ed. One of these days, I will learn to uh, actually stream or cut streams um, from from live streams, Fox Sports. But in the meantime, I, I took a video on my phone, posted it onto Twitter uh, of Dennis Shooter's post game. Because he mentioned Steven. He was asked about Steven in his post game, and he mentioned twice in his answer about Steven being healthy. Yeah, he looks healthy. You know, he's being aggressive, going after boards. That's huge for this team, et cetera, et cetera. And again, none of that's verbatim, so please go and uh, pull up that quote that we tweet out in the uncontested. But he mentioned it twice during his interview. So I think that just kind of confirmed what us Thunder fans thought, Jacob. Like we have talked about on our podcast here at the uncontested how prior to the all-star break and even last season, like when it mattered um, and the past couple of seasons, when it's mattered coming down uh, to the playoffs, Steven has not seemed healthy. And we seem to see this after the all-star breaks um, at the beginning of new seasons. Steven seems to be rejuvenated, has more energy. He's going after everything because he's healthy again. He's, he's just getting banged up constantly down low. And so that's why, like, a game like tonight when the Thunder were up, you know, almost 20 at halftime, or they were up 20 at halftime, 20-plus at halftime, it would have been great to see them be able to extend that lead. 
because that would allow guys like Steven to get that rest. And so all that to say, Steven's been playing great, especially since the All-Star break. But I just hope he can stay healthy because he's banging down low so much, doing so much of the extra stuff. Um, and that really kind of takes a toll of him, a toll on him come playoffs and come when, like, when it really matters. No, I totally agree. Um, but speaking of wanting Steven to get some rest tonight and, and him having to stay in later, uh, for this season, Steven Adams is averaging 27 minutes a game, which is uh, the lowest minutes per game since the 16-17 season. Right, that season he averaged uh, he he's he's averaged fifteen his rookie year twenty five twenty five and then this will be the next lowest at twenty seven um, tonight he played twenty eight and you have to credit Nerlens for that and we won't yeah. dive into Nerlens because um, this is just a post game podcast but um, you know Nerlens obviously has, has played some really great minutes and that's helped gain Steven a little bit of rest yep yes uh, the tandem of those two have played really really well together right. So I'm hoping Steven can also continue to play like this because if he can, that's just another weapon. They went to him late tonight. I mean, there were back-to-back plays where Schroeder hit Steven on a pick-and-roll, and Steven got a, a reverse layup. And then Chris hits hit Steven on a pick-and-roll, and Adams got a dunk. Then maybe my favorite offensive play of the night, Chris passes the ball to Steven and then goes sets a pin-down screen. Down Steven low. dribbles over the top. He set that And then Euros passed Zach Levine and throws down a dunk. That was awesome. That man that is was nimble. So awesome. We might nimble. go ahead and call out the post game um, play of the night right there. That was, that, that was oh pretty my fun. god. That got that about got me off the couch. We'll that talk about some one. defensive plays. Uh, maybe a defensive play of the night here soon. But that yes. might be my offensive play of the night. So our our was this our fourth theme of the night? Bad third quarter. Yeah, the, that was, third quarter reared its ugly head once again. Which is so strange because it's like. It's not quite consistent enough as last season, where it's just like, oh my gosh, here's the third quarter again. We know the Thunder are going to. Yeah, I mean, look what they terrible. did Sunday night against the Spurs. The third quarter is what it was won their them the best game. quarter, exactly. So it's not quite consistent enough, like like I said last season, for example. Um, and I always hate just comparing this team to last season because that, it just, you know, it just feels like you're comparing uh, the Chris Paul Thunder to the Russell Westbrook Thunder. That's not what we're trying to do, but. This has been enough of a thing for the Thunder over the past two seasons that you kind of have to bring it up, even if it's not quite as consistent as last season. Um, the third quarter was rough. Like I said, the two players that could have and had the potential to go off against the Thunder, um, the only two players they had that could do this, Kobe White and Zach Levine, both went off. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I think Levine had 19 points in the third quarter. Um, so and, and, and Kobe White had a huge third quarter as well. So something to keep in mind i don't know if it's just like a something like playing against the bulls or if this is something to keep an eye on but it certainly seems to be if not a consistent theme something that continues to pop up throughout the season and yeah i wouldn't call it last. consistent but I'd, i would say it frequently rears its ugly head right that's a good way to you put know it. very good and way so that's it. something they'll definitely have to figure out as they move on i can promise you right now like chris paul not happy about the way this game went tonight he's probably talking to the guys about it and i love that Right, yeah, absolutely. Leadership, man. It's leadership, accountability. Go listen to our last uh, group pod because we talked about that. Definitely, uh, Taylor. Last theme: clutch defense. So we talked in the fourth quarter about how these teams are going back and forth and back and forth, and it seemed like it was going to be last team, last yeah, last team with the ball was going to win. Then, in clutch time, because of course it's in clutch time. <laughs> first possession. 
Dennis Schroeder guarding Zach Levine. Levine lowers his shoulder, goes to the rim, and very clearly shoves off of Schroeder. Uh, Schroeder falls to the ground, charge, thunderball. So they force a turnover. Next possession, Steven Adams forces a jump ball and then wins the jump. More like He wins the tip, gets it out to Shea, and Shea gets fouled and goes to the line for two free throws. Next possession, Hit Steven though. Adams gets a massive block on Gafford and just throws his shit back down to the floor. Uh, I don't think that Gafford ever got the ball out of his hands. It wasn't like a, you started to float it up and then someone sw- like volleyball swats it. It was one of those disrespectful ones where you never even get the ball out of their hand. Poor Gafford. Just, he, yeah, really, he really struggled tonight. And granted, we need to uh, take into consideration all the injuries. That, that yeah, that's the, the, other bu- thing. the Bulls are running a skeleton squad. I mean, yeah. Chris Dunn was out. Um, Luke Cornett was out. Lori Markinen was out. Otto Porter yep. Jr. was out. Wendell Carter Jr. was out. Yep. I mean, th- this is a solid team, but they can get healthy and continue to build momentum. Um, yeah, and they go get a season. draft pick this year. That's exactly. what they got to do. But so, back to back to back stops, three stops in a row. The next possession, Zach hits that like thirty-five foot Just pull up off from balance three-point shot. Yeah, yeah, stupid. Which was not the defense's fault, right? That's just an insane that's just shot. Like that's a, that's not a good shot, and it went in. Uh, the next possession. Levine shoots a three, misses it, um, and then Gafford gets a rebound and gets a putback. And then the last possession, which would be possession number six, Levine shoots that crazy kind of falling sideways three to try to win the game and misses it. So in the final six possessions, the Bulls score five points and had three right. turnovers. And that's with the three-point guard lineup, right? Um, obviously, uh, the, honestly, Ed, this isn't making this up, but I, I was actually listening to podcasts today, um, the Ringer NBA podcast with Chris Vernon and um, Jonathan Charks. And um, I, was re- re- I was listening to something else. Oh, uh, they have Ben Simmons and Ryan Rosillo pod. I can't believe I was doing that. I was doing that <laughs> yesterday while I was in the gym. And uh, both of them were talking about the Thunder's clutch lineups and uh, the clutch lineup of the three-point guard lineup, Danilo Gallinari and Steven Adams. They close with that again today. Comes up with some huge stops. Um, you have Chris Paul, obviously, on that. You, you mentioned uh, Levine. Obviously, he was hot trying to get get that uh, that last three-point shot at the buzzer beater to win the game. I thought Chris played some great defense on him. And then just the defense to stop that you stops that you mentioned in general. Jake, you mentioned that, that huge block that Steven Adams had. That might have been, uh, I mentioned the offensive play of the game here a little bit ago, but that might have been the defensive play of the game. Was that Steven's Yeah, we'll call it now. We don't even wait to do a play of the game. Right. That block was play of the game. Right. That was right? It was monster. massive. Absolutely massive. All right, well, Taylor, that those are our five themes. Before we get out of here, I have some Twitter questions that our followers have sent in. Hey, shout out. If you're following us on Twitter, send us in Twitter questions. Those of you that have, we appreciate the hell out of you. If you haven't, at the underscore uncontested, go follow us. Every post game, we, we, we post a tweet asking for your Twitter question. We answer them on the podcast. And so we'd love to answer your questions as well. Taylor, I'll read them. You answer, all right? I'm in. From our own at OKC so Tracker. Good. I'm already laughing. Who's the best Canadian? Jim Carrey, Drake, or Lou Dort? I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and be biased here and say Lou Dort. Lou Tank Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Go buy our shirts. Love it. Shameless go buy plug. Them. Uh Friend of the pod at Clark Matthews replied to Justin and said SGA, <laughs> right? D. Even better. I love it. Love um, it. Other podcast mate, Kamiar, uh, sick on his couch right now, tweeted in a question. 
Start one, bench one, cut one. Shea, CP3, intruder. Damn it, call me R. <laughs> Go to bed. Uh, you're sick. For reference, uh, <laughs> my name is Kaylee. Tweeted back at him uh, just a knock it off gif, <laughs> uh, which is pretty good. But okay, start, start one, bench one, cut one. Can I start all in the playoffs? Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go ahead and start CP3. I'm going to bench Shea. And as much as I loved in the shooter, dearly, I'm going to go ahead and have to cut him. Just based off CP3's uh, superstardom and career proven so far and SGA's uh, potential. You're going to have to bench Schroeder in that I, situation. I think there's a right answer to this, and I think you just got it. Okay, good. That makes you feel better. <laughs> At TRush21, he says, just simply, explain Ferg. Thanks. Confidence. He is a very mental player. I've said this for over a year now. And I say this, like, I mean this genuinely and sincerely. I, I'm from Wausau, Oklahoma. I know people who have uh, coached Ferg in the Tulsa area when he was growing up, like literally coached him. Um, and when, like, whatever you want to call it, not minor league basketball, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, like when, when like he was AAU growing up. AAU and yeah, stuff? Well, even before AAU. That's what I was trying okay. to think of. Like, like uh, Little rec league? league? Rec League. Yeah, Rec League. Um, and I, I know a family who ended up moving to OKC, um, super close to the Ferguson family. Um, Ferguson is just like, literally the epitome of a guy that Presley would want in terms of character, like somebody that he would go after and um, just, I, I could see Ferguson go, going into that interview and Presley just being like, yep, I want him. Um, and so I say all that, uh, that I, I want to see Fer Ferguson uh, succeed, but he's such a mental player. And so he just needs that confidence. Like today, for example, going to the rim, uh, finishing strong, getting the foul, hitting both free throws. And from that point, you know, he was able to uh, knock down two big threes. And so I, I think that kind of summarizes Ferg right there. He's just, he's, he's a mental player and he's confidence. Definitely. I agree with you. At Black Dolphin 5, I love Black Dolphin 5 Black because Dolphin. they're so efficient. They get like four questions into one tweet. Um, do you have March 28th circled yet? That's when a certain two-way player can sign. Uh, he can sign before then as well, but but yes, uh, referring to Lou Dort. Do you think Dort makes it till then, or is he signed before March 28th? It's a really good For point. reference, March 28th, Lou has, per Royce Young, Lou has 16 days on that 45-day uh, ticker left. That would take him, uh, for game days, that would take him to March 28th. Yeah. Um, really good point. I forgot to mention at the beginning of the podcast, um, Royce was finally able to get get a time frame on Lou's at least time with the Thunder on his two way the days he has left. And so I would say that uh, Lou is going to see those days through on his two way contract because it's uh, a financial um, positive for the Thunder, and they will see that through. And then after that, they're obviously going to sign him to a. a Full contract, a multi-year contract, to be so that way lose um, eligible for the playoffs. Definitely. Um, from at MKR twenty four hundred, uh, Melinda Redmond. She asks, "When is Bays coming back?" Uh, Taylor, I don't know if you know, if you specifically know this one, so I'm going to throw out a date here. We mentioned this on the weekly podcast as well. But whenever they announced Bays's injury, they said four to six weeks he would be reevaluated. Four weeks puts them at March 9th. Six weeks puts them at March 23rd. So, yeah, he's going to be just right in that period of somewhere in that window. Three, he's about at the halfway two point weeks right now before the playoffs start. And so, go listen to our actually, like you said, Jacob, our post game podcast that we dropped um, late Sunday, early Monday. 
because we we mentioned if we uh, thought that basically we'd be able to see some playoff minutes. So go go back and listen to that one. Definitely at Britain Powell two. When you saw that Levine shot, what was going through your head, and how terrified were you? Which one? <laughs> I, I'm assuming the one to win the game there at the end. Exactly. No, I I was very terrified. I thought that was the way in. they were going in. Yeah, I was. Because Zach was just absolutely butthole was fire. clenched a little it's, bit. I mean, he just yeah, he's he's big time. Um, Definitely big time. At CIS sixty six, this is our last one. Kenny Cicero, is this the funnest slash most stress free team stress free Thunder team ever? Uh, define stress free because I was pretty freaking stressed down uh, down there in the in the clutch, um, even though I wasn't playing for tonight's game. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. There's low expectations. We talked about this so much on this podcast um, this season so far. Low expectations. This Thunder team uh, is excelling and just playing great, and it's it's really fun. And um, that kind of creates some low stress. But some of these games are pretty stressful. Is your dog eating your microphone right now? Uh, both of them are have decided to wrestle at the end of this podcast because, of course, they have. Of course, oh, I they love have. your dogs. Awesome. Well, hey, They're always thank good you for all. Interrupted podcast. <laughs> thank you all for sending in Twitter questions. My favorite part of every post game pod is answering Twitter questions that you guys send in. I love interacting with you guys, so appreciate that. Keep doing that. Uh, we we really appreciate it. And Taylor. Uh, We've gone a little long on this one. We're about 40 minutes. So let's get our listeners out of here uh, so they can enjoy the rest of their day. So the Thunder end up winning a French or <laughs> end up winning tonight against the Chicago Bulls, uh, tying a, or, sorry, actually making, breaking the franchise, breaking record. The franchise record. Thank you. There, there you uh, go. Nine straight away games, which is pretty absurd. Um, they were able to. If, face some adversity tonight and end up pulling it off in Chicago, which is huge. Heading uh, into the rest of this week, Thursday night, they played the Sacramento Kings at home before having to fly out to the number one team of the East, the Milwaukee Bucks. It's going to be a very tough back-to-back, but obviously this team is exciting. You never know what they have in them, so stay tuned. The Uncontested will have you covered for both of those games, as well as a a group podcast, a weekly recap, and looking forward to the week ahead uh, this Sunday, dropping late Sunday, uh, early Monday for you guys so be sure to tune into that as well if you guys have liked what you heard uh, obviously outside of my dogs wrestling in the background here at the end of the podcast and that was my favorite part (laughs) go ahead and leave a five-star review because it helps us out a ton go check out our sponsor betonline.ag they obviously are awesome Uh, we use them just for daily statistics and betting uh, to use on our podcast so uh, even just giving them a twitter follow is huge um and obviously uh blue wires uh podcast give them a follow as well and you can find us at the uncontested at the underscore uncontested on Twitter. Myself, Taylor underscore P15 on Twitter. And Jacob is no longer Thundermob405 as much as I wish he was. He is now just Jacob Niffin. Um, you don't have any numbers, right? Nope, just Jacob just Niffin. Jacob Niffin, yeah. Jacob K-N-I-F-F-E-N. So give him a follow as well. Until Thursday night, after the Thunder hopefully beat the Sacramento Kings. Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.